Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Back to Jerome. Five to shoot. Off the screen. Jerome just... Heaves up a three. A prayer was answered for Jerome. He knocked it down. 117-110. He's got now a total of 22 points. Yeah, big night from Ty Jerome, and the Warriors needed it, including that dagger three to put them up by seven in the closing minutes as the Warriors go on to win tonight. That's right. 120 to 114 is the final as we welcome you inside Warriors wrap up here on 95-7 the game. Uh, John Dickinson with you, 888-957-9570. What a different a night makes, and what a difference 10 nights make for the Golden State Warriors as they wind up getting a win on the road without Steph Curry, without Klay Thompson, without Draymond Green, and without Andrew Wiggins. They do it against an Eastern Conference opponent and against a, a 500 opponent on the road for the first time this season, and it makes now for a three-and-two road trip as the Warriors get big-time contributions from so many, starting with Jordan Poole, Ty Jerome, who was in the starting lineup, and then that starting backcourt along with Jordan Poole, Dante DiVincenzo doing his thing as he has when he's been thrust into the starting lineup with the Warriors shorthanded, and they got a lift from Jonathan Kaminga and Jamichael Green coming back off of injuries with the Kaminga playing for the first time since the end of that homestand back in the first week of January and Jamichael Green playing for the first time since the Warriors were able to get a win in Toronto back on, on December the 18th. And uh, the Warriors needed it without the headliners. And I think there is some some irony in the fact that uh, the Warriors beat a good team on the road uh, and they do it when the opponent isn't necessarily motivated by facing the Warriors' core of stars as they have been in so many different games over the course of, of this season. But but that's the way it goes. That's why you play the games in today's NBA. The, the Warriors uh, have, and, and a big part of their downfall to this point this season has been the fact that they, on certain nights, have lacked motivation going up against teams that are, are thrilled and energized by the fact that, that they're playing uh, the defending champions and, and really want to take it to them on, on a night-in, night-out basis. And tonight it was kind of flipped a little bit. Reminded me of the game 10 nights ago at home, the finale to the eight-game homestand, where the Phoenix Suns came in and got the Warriors down 27 with Mikel Bridges and the back end of their roster. It, it felt like tonight was a, a flip-the-script night for that game uh, where the Warriors were, were getting healthy and, and had a lot of their guys back, but but just didn't play forcefully enough, weren't into it, weren't motivated. And when you've got a team full of players that are looking for opportunities to play, a couple of injured guys that hadn't played in, in a couple of weeks or, or a month in the case of Jamichael Green, others who are going to get enhanced opportunities. And, and Steve Kerr's talked a lot about this over the course of, the year and and the natural letdown that he believes exists for a team facing another team without a bunch of their headlining players and and so sometimes 
that can induce a low-level game from your opponent, and the Warriors benefited from that tonight. They got off to a 33-28 lead. Uh, They were able to knock down 14 threes in the first half and end up hitting nine more in the second half, 23 of 43 for the Warriors from three-point range in this game, 53.5% for the Dubs, and that's the kind of night you need to have if you're going to pull off an upset at the level that, that the Warriors were able to pull off this upset, uh, and and now it just changes the trajectory, frankly, of, of the whole trip. One, one game doesn't flip a season or, or change the script of, of what this team still has to do down the stretch. But being 23 and 23 heading back home where the Warriors have played much better, getting healthier now uh, with Andrew Wiggins back in the fold and Steph Curry now back in the fold over the last handful of games going back to the, the game right before the, the road trip, the Warriors really are in a position again now to, to make a run. And I, I think tonight... Uh, as silly as it may sound, winning this game tonight validates the good effort uh, that they played with last night, even in losing in Boston. But, oh, I was frustrated last night and even on Warriors Live and spoke to the point that at some point you have to win some games. Like You, you can't just only be motivated against the good teams, still not win half the time, and and keep dipping your record below 500 and say that everything's fine and that you're going to get on a roll and you've got champion's blood and you know when it's time to turn it on and you'll turn it on when it's time to turn it on. you, you got to get through the regular season playing well enough to where you, you, you still have a shot to make that run. And that's where, you know, tonight, is it translatable with the, a lot of these role players and two-way players and, and young players getting more opportunities, does it translate into smaller roles in the regular rotation when the Warriors have everybody? Probably not, as we've seen. But it, it doesn't matter because this team is made up of the 14 players on full contracts and the two players on, on two-way contracts, and they're all a part of it, and they all have opportunities to make contributions. And you know, tonight was a night where you know, Jordan Poole led the way. In, in in that you know main guard lead guard ball handler uh, way that that he has had to take on with Stephen Curry not in the lineup and he plays big and goes for thirty two and doesn't just settle for the three turned it over five times but that's what a primary ball handler is going to do uh, from from time to time and so y- you look at it and. Jordan Poole able to do his thing. Ty Jerome gets an opportunity, uh, and Ty Jerome is able to to pour in in 41 minutes, 22 points. The Warriors needed it. Floaters early, the three-pointers late. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga, his athleticism and energy welcome in 27 minutes coming back and, and playing uh, for the first time in, in a long time. And then you look at a guy like Kevon Looney, who I think exemplifies what the Warriors are all about uh, right now. And and I mentioned this via Twitter before the game, just the fact that the respect level that you've got to have for a guy like Kevon Looney to basically be pulled from the starting lineup in what has to be the most fun game that you'll play at any point in the season last night going into the game against the Celtics and have Steve Kerr tap him on the shoulder and say, yeah, I'm going with J.P., in the starting lineup and then be able to contribute last night. But then tonight, hey, Loon, you're back in there, but we want you to try to hold together the back end of the roster against a pretty good team on the road and make the most of it. And it's just professionalism at, at the highest level. And I think you got to have a lot of respect for a guy like Kevon Looney as being one of the glue guys that's kind of keeping this this whole thing together at this point, at least trying to. And the Warriors, you know, came out with an energetic, energetic, uh, you know, first quarter. You look at Looney's line, you know, plus 10, 17 rebounds, just helping to hold things down. And the Warriors come out energetic, set a good tone, had shots falling, and uh, able to get the lead, uh, withstand in the second quarter when it looked like the Cavs were just kind of hanging around and and maybe going to make their run. And then the Warriors pushed the thing up to 20 in the third quarter, come out right out of the gate, third quarter, and 
really tell the the Cavaliers that for tonight, even though they were hitting shot after shot, uh, you're going to have to play at a pretty high level to beat us. And the Warriors, I think, set a tone to which you knew the run was coming at some point from Cleveland, but you also thought, at least I did once they got up 20, that they were probably going to have enough, even if it was a good run by the Warriors, to be able to to hang on down the stretch. And that's exactly what they did with enough defensive plays down the stretch in the game, enough shot-making, enough playmaking uh, down the stretch in the game uh, to, to ultimately uh, win this one by the 120 to 114 count. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, John Dickinson with you. Uh, 415 on the Xfinity Mobile text line here. J.D., Jamichael Green played well tonight. Uh Please tell me the team is not going to send James Wiseman back to Santa Cruz. I have no idea what they're going to do with James Wiseman. Wiseman's still not back at practice at this point. He's been out for three weeks. And, you know, I I find it hard to believe, and I, I hate to skew negative on a night that really is positive for the Warriors when there's been a lot of frustration, I know, about the way the game play was played 24 hours ago in Boston, about the fact that the Warriors – were resting players. I know fans get frustrated with that. I got frustrated with that. I don't love a team that's under 500 and claiming that everything's fine and then resting players when you need wins. You know, I I was the first to to, not be critical of it necessarily, but just admit and acknowledge the fact that it's not the best look. But when you're able to win games shorthanded and give the regulars a rest and the young players can come in and, and play at a high level... And, and, you know, that that's a great trip. It, and it validates the process, frankly, of resting those players in certain situations. So I think whether you disagree with it, whether you understand it, uh, the Warriors are going to keep doing it, as Steve Kerr explained before the ball game. But uh, when you can win, uh, it's a massive win in the standings for the Warriors tonight. It also validates, again, the practice of, of resting guys, which I think is, is pretty uh, you know, important if this team is going to make a run with the, with the rest of these guys coming back here down the stretch and, and them getting home. It doesn't flip anything, but it does help big in the standings. It puts the Warriors back at 500, prevents them from being two under. Two under, as we talked about in the pregame show, might have put them on the outside looking in at the play-in tournament at the close of business tonight. 500 now depending upon what happens with Utah tonight, who is losing at home to the Nets, Warriors could be right back in sixth at the close of business tonight. Uh, So uh, that is a big win, regardless of of how uh, you you shake it out for the Warriors uh, winning in Cleveland. 888-957-9570. That's where Al and Alameda checks in tonight here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Al? Hello. What's going on, man? How are you doing, John? Good evening. Good, man. Hey, yeah, he just, he just mentioned about the starters. Okay, that's that's one of my topics. Yes. I don't know what's up with just resting the, the starters here and, and, and you know, end up, we end up winning without them. Okay, and I just want to bring it up. My brother-in-law from Cleveland, you know, they got tickets from, for, uh, for kids, and they don't get to see any, neither of those players, and that's messed up. And I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to beat up Steve Kerr on that. You know, uh, I should call him Steve Pavlovich. That's twice now he did that, and nobody started. started all. But we won. I like that. Also, we win with the five, uh, five starters on the bench. Okay, and they are, we're playing against 10 games over 500. And then we win, and we lose on the starters, teams that are even on, under 500. I, I don't get that. Uh, I mean... Come on, what is up with that? Do we have legs because uh, the young young bloods out there running back and forth, or just Curry, Clay, and Green are just uh, over the hills now, or what? So also, as much as I love seeing Jordan Poole score, but his turnover is, is kind of oh, it's kind of oh, amazing. There, it's, it's, it's kind of iffy. It's going to cost us some games, okay? So that's all I have to say. Thank you for taking my call. All right, you got it, Al. Look, this is a league full of teams on a nightly basis that look at their opponent and don't respect their opponent and don't come out and play hard and get beat. I can go through the NBA schedule every single night, and there will usually be 
at least two on, on most nights if there's a good chunk of games where you can point out and go, oh, that team played down, that team didn't bring it, that team didn't show up, that was a low-effort performance. It's just the state of the league right now. It, it's just reality. And, and you know, just as the Warriors looked at the Suns 10 nights ago at Chase, and they, as they got healthier, saw a team that was playing with Mikel Bridges and, and players 7 through 15 or 8 through 15 on their roster and kind of didn't show up against them and it bit them in the ass. That's what Cleveland, it happened to Cleveland tonight. Doesn't take anything away from the Warriors and the fact that they made a bunch of shots and they played their asses off, played hard, played with a purpose, played with an energy. But the, the fact of the matter is the, war, you know, the Cavs did overlook them tonight. And, and that happens. And, and it, but again, you got to make sure that you're taking advantage of that more often than other teams are taking advantage of it when you do it. And I think that's where the Warriors have gotten a little bit caught in the wash this year is they've won a lot of games where both teams have been motivated or they've been motivated, but there's been more games where the opposition's motivated, especially on the road, to beat them as defending champions than they are to win a game in October or November or December or January on the road against anybody in the slog of, hey, nothing really matters until April, May, and June. So tonight uh, gets one back on that front for the Warriors. As far as Jordan Poole's turnovers, look, we talked about it a lot. He's still learning. He's still learning. How, you know, he's not a number one option. He's not an all-star. He's not a superstar. He's, he's learning at this point to be an effective, semi-dominant sixth man who's also going to start a lot of games because Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are going to miss some games. And you know, he's, he's learning from it. And you saw Steve Kerr you know, get furious with Jordan Poole tonight, uh, you know, ticked that he got called for a delay of game as he argued with the official, kind of snapped at him. And, you know, Steve Kerr, I think, is, you know, enough is enough. And he's got to pick his spots with Poole as a young player. But Steve Kerr will play it for you coming up here on 95-7. The game also really set the tone and made a point to say that Poole's played great. Poole's played great the last two nights. The Warriors are not in position to win if Jordan Poole doesn't play as well as he did last night in Boston and if he doesn't pour in 32 tonight. Like, Jordan Poole has helped this team win more games over the course of the last month than he's helped them lose over the course of the last month, especially with all the players that have been that have been out. So you got to give you know credit where credit is due. Uh, the Warriors should be in a lot worse shape if they didn't have Jordan Poole for as shorthanded as they've been. Uh, big win for the Warriors tonight. 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 120 to 114 is the final. So the Warriors, uh, ownage is ownage, right? The Warriors with ownage over the Cavaliers, who in the regular season, the Warriors have not lost to the Cavaliers since Christmas of 2016. So that goes all the way back to the first time the Warriors played the Cavs with Kevin Durant after Durant came over from from Oklahoma City and the Cavs were able to beat the Warriors what one time in the finals but then after that the Warriors swept the 18 finals so it goes back to if you include the postseason game five of the 17 finals when the Warriors won the title and then they haven't lost to them since uh, that that game where they were up 3-0 in the 2017 finals and, and that on display with the Warriors able to go in there and win as, as shorthanded as they, they were tonight. So sometimes sometimes uh, one jersey just owns another jersey and I think that's the case for the, for the Warriors uh, against the Cavs, proven to be true to the greatest extent uh, in this one tonight. Let's go to Ben in San Francisco next year on 95-7 the game. What's going on, Ben? Hey, John. That's really interesting about the uh, ownage of the Cavs. I had no idea about that. That's amazing. I wanted to talk about James Wiseman because, you know, I really root for this kid. He seems like an amazing person, but he seems also like such a badly chosen draft pick. Didn't fit the system. Obviously, it's all kinds of problems. And now, with the Warriors at a 500 record or so at this point in the season, they're not going to be able to get him off the bench because his plus-minus is too bad. So he's Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Not really going to play this year, probably. What are they going to do with him? I'm wondering what you think. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think the likelihood, or at least the potential for them to look at moving him in a trade is, is more and more likely. At this point, and I think it's it's the reason, Ben, that you lay out. It's the fact that, and I've said it over the last week, he was starting to come around a little bit to where he was at least playable four to six minutes a game or, you know, maybe four to six minutes a half. Uh, so, you know, I was starting to come. But then, as we've seen going back two years ago, there were a couple of stretches in that season where he started to play and then he would get hurt. And as he was starting to be a little bit playable, he'd get hurt and then he'd wind up out of the rotation. And so, you know, now I think this is similar to that. And then it would take him a month or two to work his way back into form or to get healthy. And a couple of times he didn't even get healthy enough. And so it's a situation where I'm with you. I don't think he is going to play much. I don't think he's going to play really at all down the stretch, and I think the Warriors are looking for not necessarily a traditional five, but more of a, I think, a stretch four type with some bulk. Somebody, and this player doesn't necessarily exist, but somebody that's that's almost a little bit of the combination. The, the perfect player, and I'm, I'm kidding as I say this, so don't, don't take me too seriously here, but the, the perfect player is like a combination of Kaminga and Anthony Lamb, right? Shoots it like Anthony Lamb and... and you know, defends and and can be an athlete like like Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, th- those players are are obviously not just anywhere uh, in, in the NBA landscape and available to be to be traded for. But I think they're probably looking for for that type of a player at this point. But I think with the money that Wiseman is making next year, the the twelve million and the luxury tax ramifications, and the fact that he just doesn't pencil to be a factor on this year's team. Uh, you know, where Kaminga, I think, does have a role right now. We'll see how much in a playoff series. But Kaminga right now would be, I think, the eighth and Lamb the ninth if you're looking at who is available on this roster currently uh, for the playoffs. But Wiseman and I think even Moody, although Moody is still a guard wing, so you'd probably want to keep him around on this roster to a greater extent. But I think at this point it it is – more and more likely the Warriors are going to have to look at what they could potentially get for him, but it's difficult to pallet. And I get it. If you're in the Warriors organization, whether it's the owner or the GM or the scouting staff or whoever, I get that it's difficult to pallet potentially trading James Wiseman for a rental or somebody whose contract is just going to go away. Uh, And also somebody that may, if it's a big man, not be a playoff caliber rotation type player it just feels at that point almost as if you're giving them away and that makes the number two overall pick feel all the more like it's a waste and then 
you got to come to grips with it, or you got to get a hell of a you got to get a hell of a good player back in return. Somebody that's a clear cut rotation player that that helps you go on to win another championship. That also makes it uh, a little bit more palatable. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson, Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game, big win for the Dubs, one twenty to one fourteen. Short handed in Cleveland as uh, they go three and two on the road trip. Pretty good, I would say. A three and tr- three and two road trip. Has to look really good for the Warriors, considering the fact that they were three and sixteen, three and sixteen on the road overall as the trip started. Uh, first win versus a team above five hundred on the road this season, and the Warriors get it done in Cleveland uh, as they win this one. Big first quarter. The third quarter is really when they were able to to turn it up, and the Warriors. Uh, win this thing uh, by six so they get back to 23 and 23 and now they're going to head home Brooklyn on Sunday Memphis on Wednesday Toronto on Friday before the Warriors are going to be off next weekend and then they they go on the road I think to Oklahoma City and Houston uh, if memory serves oh it's Oklahoma City Minnesota and Denver so that's actually a much much tougher trip than Oklahoma City and and Houston Uh, but Oklahoma City, Minnesota, and Denver, but a chance to to get right at home. No Kevin Durant for the Nets in that one, and so a, a chance to continue to push forward, and I think tonight's win really it, it erases some of the bad vibes from, from last night's loss. You know, it's easier to say, hey, you competed against the best team in the league last night when you look up at the overall record and, and you, you end up going 3-2 and two in the trip. Ed and San Mateo. Next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Ed? Hi, not much. But uh, I, the Warriors management and the coaches have a much higher opinion of Wiseman's potential than you do. And uh, I would wait and see what happens for his ankle before you write him off as a trade bait. Uh, also, and forgive me for being a little bit critical, but I heard your pregame show, and if I, based on what you said then, I thought you should turn off the game. It wasn't worth listening to, but it proved to be a pretty good game. It did, and that's why you got to play the game. And it, it that's why you got to play the game, and that's why you got to listen to the game, and that's why you got to watch the game because you never know what's going to happen. So I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate you calling me on that, uh, Ed. Uh, as far as Wiseman goes, I don't know if they're going to trade him. I, I really don't because it's, again, as I laid out, it's tough to pallet, I think, trading somebody that you spent the number two pick on. I I'm I strongly believe that he's not going to be a factor for this team this year. He may still wind up being on the team, and the Warriors may still continue to develop him, and he may wind up to go on and have a nice career. I'm not writing off his career, but I think we are to the point where you can start to wonder about his impact for this season because he's been out for so long, and it's taken him so long to be able to contribute at all once he's been healthy. Uh, as far as the, the game tonight and, and, and the pregame, yeah, I was frustrated tonight. There, there's no doubt. I, I, I was frustrated, and I think a lot of Warrior fans were frustrated with the fact that you don't always have the luxury of resting your stars when you're not winning enough games to keep your record at a certain level to where you're remaining legitimately competitive. And, you know, I think you could make the case, hey, the Warriors had a couple of days off on this trip. You know Clay Thompson's not going to play. Uh, you know, and again, they, they are big picture on it all the way. I laid out the reasons why the Warriors do it. But I do think it comes off as, at times, as a little bit arrogant when the Warriors do that. And they're not the only team that does it. I hate it when other teams do it. The Clippers do it. The, the Spurs, when they were good, do it. The Nets do it. I mean, all kinds of teams do it. Uh, the 76ers do it. Uh, the Lakers, when they were good, would do it with, with Anthony Davis and, and, and LeBron James from, from time to time. I don't love it, but and I get why they do it. I think the league could schedule some of the games better, but it's you know all the more reason, and I think a lot of the frustration really comes from the fact that you know it, it felt – I didn't like the tone last night of, hey, everything's fine, great, you know, great loss, everything's fine, this team's, this team's on the come, they're figuring it out, and you look at the, at the standings and they're under 500. And, and with a good chance, and look, if Cleveland had showed up tonight, the Warriors may still have gotten beat. Take nothing away from them, but 
you know, it, it is a two-way game tonight, and the Warriors found themselves, as I mentioned earlier, on the right side of another team kind of no-showing against them to a certain extent, where the Warriors had done that a little bit on the road, or at least not no-showed, but felt they could coast against some weaker teams, especially early in the season on the road, and just win the game late, and then they got bit in the rear end. But I'll own it. Uh, I'll own it, Ed. I, I, I will. I, I, I you know, don't like the look of a team that just got beat and is trying to find themselves, and then you you decide that you're going to rest everybody. I, I, I really don't. It, it's not my jam, but I, I understand and have explained why the Warriors do it. D and DC next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, D? J.D., what's up, bro? What's going on, man? Hey, man, you know, you know I'm, I usually... I, I usually agree with everything that you say, but but, but your, your statement about Wiseman is a little off. Reason for that is because you you just described the perfect replacement for Wiseman as a combination of J.K. and Lamb. But what you start to realize is that Wiseman is exactly that combination. It's just a matter of how he's being deployed that is incorrect. At some point, you you. And the others on the radio need to stop pointing the fingers at how this kid is being deployed. I understand that the health issues that he has to deal with are standing on the way. I understand that. But, you know, to say that the kid is not, uh, not going to be something special or better yet is not going to have an opportunity to play for the Warriors is, 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 not, is, is not the way to go, man. I mean... Thanks, D. This season, I'm not saying his career's over. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good player. I'm not saying that he's not going to uh, you know, eventually be a factor for the Warriors down the line. What I'm saying is for this season, I think it's probably a wrap. <laughs> I, I, I really do. Uh, and, and we'll see. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, as far as him being a combination of Wiseman and Kaminga, or a combination of Lamb and Kaminga, he's, he's not. A combination of like I'm talking about a wing player. You know, James Wiseman is is a is a center. He is a five man. Uh, you know, Kaminga and Lamb looking for a, a four man. You're looking for a big four man that can shoot some threes and be an athlete and defend on the perimeter and get in and rebound. That's that's not James Wiseman. That's that that's not James Wiseman uh, at all. And and look, I, I'm not writing him off. For his career, you'd be foolish to do that. And again, I'm not even saying the Warriors are going to trade him because I can understand where the Warriors would look around and look at trading a guy that they view has as much upside as he does for a rental player and feeling like, hey, I don't want to do that. That that doesn't work. Like, I, I get it. Believe me. I, I, I get being uncomfortable with doing that. But you tell me when it's taken him months to get back into the the fold at other times when he's missed time. You know, he, he hasn't come back and been like the Warriors are not thinking, oh, hey, Wiseman's coming back as they're fully healthy and with the rest of their rotation. Let's start finding some minutes for Wiseman. No, if anything, they're going to keep playing Lamb and they're going to play Kaminga and they're going to play Jamichael Green now some more and Looney and Draymond are going to play and they're going to go small. Kersetti's going to keep starting Jordan Poole, which means Looney becomes a backup big man now, which means there's less time. For Wiseman, so that's just reality, uh, unfortunately, uh, and so I, I get, you know, some of the frustration. But uh, you know, if this team has championship aspirations, he's probably not going to be a part of it. You know, the window may be being missed right now by him not being around. Man, it's funny. James Wiseman is a polarizing figure. Warriors get their biggest win of the year in, in some fashion you know first time they beat a good team on the road and the Warriors you know do it without Steph and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins and people are lighting up the phone lines tonight talking about James Wiseman all right let's pause for our our station ID and then we'll hear from Steve Kerr 888-957-9570 if you want to join the conversation we'll keep this thing rolling but uh, first we'll pause here on 95.7 the game you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. 
All right, John Dickinson here, Warriors wrap-up. Warriors win at 120-114. to Big win for the Dubs. Contributions from Jordan Poole and Ty Jerome, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Jonathan Kaminga as well, Jamichael Green. A lot of, lot of big-time contributions for the Warriors uh, in, in this one tonight. Even, even Patrick Baldwin knocked down a couple of threes and went for seven points in, in his nine minutes. He can shoot it uh, a little bit, like uh, what we saw tonight, really from everybody uh, on the floor, uh, with the exception of you know, maybe Moses Moody, who just doesn't seem to have it offensively, but, but played some solid defense and stretches. There was a short stretch there where he did an all right job against Darius Garland. Really, everybody who played contributed for the Warriors in this one. All right, let's hear a little bit from Steve Kerr as uh, he met with the media in Cleveland after the Warriors' victory. We led by 20 points, I think, in the third quarter, and then it got down to a two-possession game late. Just kind of what happened, I guess, that led up to you guys letting your foot off the gas and getting it close. I don't think we let our foot off the gas. I think we were just you know, playing so well and shooting the ball so well uh, to get that lead. And then, you know, they're, they're a hell of a team, you know, one of the best teams in the league and the number one defense in the league. So um, they brought the pressure and forced some turnovers. I think we had uh, 14 of them in the second half. So they, uh, they just got into us and, um, started to, they started to knock down some shots themselves and we, we kind of hung on for, for dear life down the stretch, but um, we got it done. What's it look like this do for you guys? I mean, it's just a, a night where a bunch of guys came in and, and um, played with confidence, played with force guys like Ty and Jamichael, you know, Lamb, JP was fantastic. All these guys are JK welcoming him back and, and all these guys are, um, earning roles and, and fighting for roles. And so when you get a win like, like this um, and everybody feels good about themselves um, and their own game gives you a, a little boost. And, you know, now we, um, we get, we get to head home after a long trip. So great night. Last game we talked a lot about, you guys spoke a lot about not just being able to really slam the door shut on self that you guys were able to do that tonight. Completely different cast of characters, but what, what were the differences did you see tonight versus last night? Well, we didn't exactly slam the door shut, but we closed it gently. So um, we got it done. You know, we had some uh, some turnovers down the stretch, but uh, we also um, made some big, big plays and um, got some big stops. Uh, I thought Loon was um, tremendous. I mean, 17 boards, you know, against a great front line. Um, Loon kind of controlled the paint. And then I mentioned Jamichael, you know, for him to come back after a month um, and bring that type of force, knock down three three. Threes, uh, you know, he got I think eight rebounds in what 16 minutes. So um, Jamichael played a huge role in it. So I just love the the physicality and the force that the guys played with. You had a kind of tense moment with Jordan. I think it was late third after his delay game. Um, I guess you know, could you put in perspective what that was kind of what that back and forth? I'm just you know I'm going to stay on Jordan. He's continuing to grow and he's getting better. I think the last two games he was fantastic in terms of you know staying off the referees and um, you know he uh, he got the offensive foul and then held the ball as he talked to the ref and that was um, a delay of game. So you know I'm I'm trying to get Jordan to the point where he understands um, every play counts and and every moment counts and. Uh, so every once in a while, I snap, and uh, I snapped in that moment, and uh, he looked at me like I was nuts. And uh, but it's all it's all part of it. I love Jordan and love the way he's playing, and uh, he was uh, he was incredible tonight. I wanted to kind of ask you about his overall game. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously was, there were moments like that, but you know he still scored thirty two. Yeah. Just what you think overall? Um, I, I just uh, I just think you know to um, to play that way tonight without. Steph and Clay and Wiggs and Draymond, um, you know, with Okoro all over him, you know, to give us that scoring, um, that force. He made so many plays um, out there. He just set the tone right away. I think he hit the first uh, nine points of the game with three threes, and um, he was uh, he was great. So he's 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 just getting better and better. And and um, you know, as I said, there's still so far to go, which is exciting. You know, he's just um, got to take the next step and, and continue to do what he did the last two games, stay off the refs, embrace the, the fact that there's going to be some bad calls and, and just move on to the next play. And um, 
I thought um, for the most part he did that tonight, other than that one that one moment. Uh, Coach, we all know your road uh, record are not so well this season, but you got three wins and two losses on the road so far. Uh, during these five uh, road mm -hmm. games, how do you sound this five? Uh, uh, great road trip. You know, to win three out of five um, against good teams with uh, some guys out, guys coming back into the lineup. And then on top of that, I think we had a lot of bonding on this trip, you know, to go to the White House and, and uh, celebrate a championship, meet the president and the vice president and, you know, really spend a, a lot of time together. It was a great, great week. I'm really hoping that this is kind of the the boost that we're we've been looking for, and I think it's all set up for us. Um, we're getting guys back, um, guys are finding their rhythm, and um, playing pretty well heading home. So it's time to go take care of business. You guys are no strangers for uh, to hatch shooting from beyond the arc, you know, stepping and, and play out. They're usually different cast of characters, but to look up and see. 82% yeah, yeah. point at one point in the, in the second quarter there. You know, what's that What's that say to the, what the guys that, are, that were out there tonight? Yeah, I mean, we, we've got a lot of a lot of guys who can shoot, uh, obviously, on this roster, but it's also just one of those nights. I mean, you know, you play 82 games, um, you're only going to have a few of these. And um, we knew we were going to have to have one to win the game. And um, it was... Um, you know, everybody stepping up. We had so many guys making shots. You know, it wasn't just Jordan, uh, but, you know, Lamb, Ty, Jamichael, uh, Dante, you know, everybody was filling it up. And again, you, you get the occasional night like this, and this is what we needed in order to win the game. Did Ty Jerome three, I think it was one of four, a hundred, something like that. And he hits, I think it was late Hawk fadeaway three. I mean, was that kind of like the biggest I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was the shot of the game. And I think it was a four-point game at that point. It bumped it to seven. And, you know, we didn't have anything going in that possession. And uh, Ty's amazing. I mean, you know, he's, I know he's a two-way player. But, I mean, this guy, 22 points, eight assists, one turnover, um, you know, in 41 minutes. And, um, you know, he'll probably be inactive next game. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it makes no sense, but uh, we we have to. Um, and I'm just speculating, but we're trying to keep his game down, his games down and Lamb's games down in order to be able to to get through, um, you know, the, the end of the season. But this is why your two ways are so important. We nailed both both two ways. Both of them are legit NBA players who have helped us win a lot of games. I mean, I think you might only have 12 or 13 games left on that mm -hmm. game um, limit. I mean, are those conversations happening or are you planning on during this next step having to sit them to stretch those, those few remaining games out? We're just going Thelma and Louise right now. We're just speeding off the cliff. We yeah. do, you know, we'll, we're just trying to win games and we'll, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Obviously we've got our eye on it and we know what, you know, where we are and all of that, but um yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do what we can. Yeah, and he mentioned Ty Jerome, who again is probably inactive on a night where Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole and Dante DiVincenzo are all healthy and and available to play. But so it goes as far as the game's limit and getting to fifty, and you know they're going to have to keep that fifteenth spot. I think for now, at least the idea of it potentially being Anthony Lamb, if they believe that he can be a playoff rotation player then to me it's his spot to lose the, the question though I think and I've mentioned this a couple of times over the last week is that you know does it turn into a situation where they want, have to also weigh his ability to make a contribution to the Warriors uh, you know ver versus who would be available from the outside but I think you know in essence that's also kind of disrespectful <laughs> to a guy like Anthony Lamb if you know, you look at him as somebody that's helped you, you know, win a bunch of games this season, and then you go out from the outside and you replace above him, essentially, without giving him an opportunity. That that would be, uh, you know, unfortunate. I think it also is the kind of thing that that potentially would prevent, you know, future two ways maybe from from looking at wanting to to join your program. But the Warriors, as as Coach Kerr laid out, they they have absolutely nailed the fact. That uh, you know they nailed their two-way guys, you know, flat out. You know, Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb are not perfect players, but they have been much-needed contributors. And I know I've heard Bob Myers say this a lot. It's it's the fact that 
you know, with the Warriors having less and less money to be able to spend on their bench and the back half of the roster, being able to add capable two-way players is important. And and the Warriors have, have you know maybe done better than anybody with as much as they've been able to get out of both of, of those two-way players in, in Anthony Lamb and, and Ty Jerome. And, and they're both making their case. I think, you know, more probably lamb at this point positionally because he's he's somebody that you know if you start looking at this roster right now I mean you can go through it Stephen Clay Wiggins Draymond Looney that's five Poole and DiVincenzo are six and seven I think Kaminga right now projects as number eight and who would be the ninth at this point I, I think it's Anthony Lamb in all likelihood I think you well know, could Michael Green get in there and be a factor, I, I think possibly, Jamichael Green could could get in there and, and be a factor at at, at some point. Um, and and look, Steve Kerr isn't for the most part. He doesn't play eight in a play in a in a playoff type situation. He'll play nine or even ten, even if the the ninth and tenth guys don't don't play a lot. So I think there are opportunities for both to to be able to play. But those are the kinds of decisions the Warriors are making. It's you know just trading one of the young players for somebody that can be a more playable player than Lamb or Kaminga or can help him a little bit in the regular season as a as a big that can maybe stretch the floor and, and shoot a little bit, you know, that's the decision that they're they're going to have to make. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but And it's not an easy decision, but I do think, uh, and I know that's been a big topic the last couple of days uh, in the Bay, I, I do think, you know, nobody's doubted whether the Warriors – are good enough to level up in a playoff type situation and and you know beat a really good team win a playoff series or you know against anybody uh, it, it, it's the, the question is are they good enough to win multiple series are they good enough to win four series are they good enough to win four series if they don't have home court advantage for any of them with the team that they've had because you know they can win games and series there's there's no doubt in my mind it's can you do it over and over and over and over with the toll that it's going to take and you know we've seen the toll that how hard the Warriors have had to play they've had to play harder this year than they've had to play I think in any other year to this point three months into the season just to be 23 and 23 (laughs) and you know they've got a lot of work to do over the next two and a half months to to make sure that that preferably they avoid the the play in tournament. So they got a lot of hard work to do. And, and so how you know how does that take a toll when you're playing playoff games? And I know there's going to be a day off in between. And for some of these games, there's more than one day off in between, especially early in series. Sometimes, depending upon when they start, you might get three as many as two or three days off in between. And that, without a doubt helps the Warriors recalibrate and and you know get get their energy about them and, and get their focus about them. We've seen Clay Thompson with with extra rest be able to be a much more effective player, which has benefited the Warriors, I think, in January where he's been a monster. Uh, as close to you know back, I don't think fully back, but as close to back as, as he's been, I think at any point since he actually returned, going back to, to last January the 9th. So it's you know just something to keep an eye on here as we move toward the back half of this season and as the Warriors attempt to uh, move forward uh, on this homestand and, and separate from 500 because they still haven't been able to do it. Uh, you look at the conference standings tonight as we close the books on, on this one and the Warriors now 23 and 23, which is a hell of a lot better than being 22 and 24. Uh, 22 and 24 would put the Warriors... At this point, it would have put the Warriors 12th in the West, and that's how fragile it is. Uh, if Utah goes on to lose tonight, which they're down in the latter stages of their game at home against Brooklyn, uh, although it looks like they're making a little run right now, but uh, if Utah loses, the Warriors would be right back in sixth, even at, at 500, and we'll see what happens. Oklahoma City's playing Sacramento. They've got a halftime lead in Sacramento. Uh, the Thunder right now would be a back-end play-in tournament team and, and one of the hotter teams currently in the Western Conference, winners of, of four in a row, actually, them and the Kings both, uh, five and four-game winning streaks playing against each other uh, in Sacramento. So we'll keep uh, an update on that one. 
as the night closes. All right, that'll do it uh, for tonight. I want to thank everybody uh, for calling in, for texting in, for watching on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, I'm John Dickinson, back with you tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Whitey Gleason will join me, uh, and we will be talking some Warriors back on Saturdays uh, after being flipped to Sunday due to the 49er game last week. So we're back on Saturday, and we're looking forward to it uh, 10 to 1 tomorrow uh, on 95-7 the game. So lock in for that. The Warriors up next on Sunday as uh, they're going to be going at a busy day uh, in the Bay on Sunday. The Warriors going to be going at it uh, 4.30 for Warriors Live uh, as the Warriors and the Nets uh, are going to be right here on 95-7 the game. Uh, Alan Stiles is going to have the pre and the post game for you as I will be covering the Niners uh, on that day. But to join me tomorrow for Warriors this week is Whitey Gleason. We'll be talking about this one. We'll be talking about the three and two trip. We'll be talking about the trade deadline. A lot to get into uh, tomorrow here on 95.7 The Game. So uh, Fox Sports Radio is coming up next. Keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.